All right, so this episode of Baby Daddy Chronicles, um, I have my mom on for the first time ever, right? Uh, first time we did a solo episode, and we kind of did a deep dive into our relationship as to why it is the way it is, how she was raised. It's going to be a two-part series. I'm going to do an episode with my dad on how he was raised and how it affects his parents and style. This was, I feel like, the true first step to fix our mother-son relationship and she was willing to talk about it on air, surprisingly. So, um, it's a treat for y'all. Let me know what y'all think, man. Let's get into the episode, man. You are now listening to an Average Joe Media production. Well, that ain't no That's just my baby. Baby Daddy Chronicle. As a father, yes, I feel like I'm somebody My life is my kid, so I tell about it And I swear it's all about that Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy Welcome to another episode of Baby Daddy Chronicles. It is I, it is he, it is your future favorite baby daddy. And today, it's going to be an interesting episode. Um, it's the first time ever I've gotten my mother on an episode where it's just us, not my dad. Even I thought maybe I should get him on here to interpret, but I think we'll be okay. Mama Dearest, how, how, you, uh, how you living today? Fine, Toroy Jackson. Let me turn that down just a little bit. I feel like it may be a little too too tall for you. I forgot you a little short. Okay, you doing if do anything fun today? No. How how was the um, retired life treating you? Retired life is treating me just fine, thank you. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I think you should go back to work. No, I've already did my share of working. You know, go back out there because you'd be a little too bored. No, I'm not bored. Trust you'd be me. you'd be a little too outside for my taste. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it being you being a little too outside for my taste. Oh well, that's life. Um, I'm good. I'm straight. Obviously, you know, I start a new job on Monday, so I'm happy for that. Um, just trying to progress in this this thing we call life, you know. Um, so today, right, I wanted to talk about like how you were raised and how that affects your parenting styles. So, who raised you? Let's start there. Well, in the first half of my life, I was raised by my great aunt. The second half, I was raised by my mother. What were the different parenting styles between uh, your great-aunt and grandma? Well, my great-aunt was real, real strict. My mom, not so. So that's where you get your strictness from, your, the great-aunt. Because you're strict. 
necessarily there's a reason why I was real there's a reason why I was real strict with you guys. Oh. I really didn't have anything to okay, do with listen, her. Okay, listen. Why was you strict with us? Just because of some things that had happened to me when I was younger and I was determined that those things would not happen to my children. Okay. That's fair. How did How did your how did your great aunt and grandma show you love? Like growing up, was you the type of child that needed love or you the type of child that just kind of left it and you you just did your own thing? I pretty much did my own thing. Um when it came to my mom, I guess with my mother, she showed us love. She never really told us she loved us. And then when I thought about it as I got older and I thought about how she was raised and everything like that, sometimes, depending on how you was raised, you may not know how to show love. You may not know how to tell people that you love them. Um but I believe that she did show us love by making sure that um, <clears throat> all our needs was always met. You know, we always had clothes on our back. We always had food. Even when my great aunt raised me and my brother, my mom always sent money for food. She sent us clothes. She she made sure we had everything that we ever needed. Christmas so, time, we got a lot of stuff. You know, we never really wanted for anything. So how was grandma raised? Or she Y'all never talked about that? Because I don't know that much about it. That's how come I don't talk about it because I don't know that much about it. Mm. All I know from my niece who did some research um, said that I think my, I don't know, I don't know. It's like my aunt that raised me told her mother, took took the kids from her mother why I don't I don't know, I don't know the details of that or anything. Grandma, okay, so when was Grandma born? Where she was born? When? What year? Don't know. She wasn't a slave, right? No. Oh, okay. No, no, was no. her mom a slave? I don't think so. Okay, I was just making sure. Um, why did you live with your great aunt for the first half of your life? Was that like a you decision or that was like a decision where grandma was like, you're going to stay with her? No, actually, it was me and my brother's decision. <laughs> and while my mom let us Which make brother? that to Stanley. So you and Uncle Stanley lived with... Uh, yeah, and while okay. my mom made us... Had a, why she let us make that decision, I really don't know. <laughs> because, of course, um, the father that I grew up with, he was in the military. Mm-hmm. And so they were... Um, I think he got stationed in Texas... <laughs> And me and Stanley didn't want to go, and so we stayed with my great aunt. <laughs> Grandpa Boyd, how was his? So, when did you actually get to spend real time with him? At around like what age? When him and my mom got married, I was about four or five years old. Okay. How was his parenting style? Well, he wasn't ever there because he was in the military. So, by him being in the Navy. They was already always gone at least six, seven months out of the year. So, okay. so essentially you was raised in like a single parent household. Well, kind of with him being gone all the time. Yeah. Okay. How would you define what your parenting style is or what is your parenting style? 
what is my parenting style? Mm -hmm. Like, what type of parent do you think you are? What type of parent do I think I am? I yes. think I'm a great parent. <laughs> you think you're a great parent? I think I'm a great parent. You, you may not believe that, but I mean, according to your brothers and them, you know, as they get older, you know, they are grateful and thankful that they were raised the way that they were. Now, during the time when they was being raised the way they were, they didn't think that. But as they've gotten older and and been around other people and other people's family and see everything that happens in their family and all the drama and all this other stuff, you know, they's like, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for how I was raised. So. so I would never say I'm not thankful. Um, I think we don't have the best. I think we have the worst relationship out of me, Manny, and Josh. I don't think you're a bad parent. Um. I think there's some decisions that has factored into why our relationship is the way that it is. Um, but I'm definitely grateful for how we were brought up. I still feel like sometimes you're a little strict as we're older, like we're going to make decisions. Yeah, and I let y'all make those decisions. See, the problem with me and you is you still live in my house. And so because you still live in my house, then... I think when grown people live in their parents' house, they feel that they're grown and they should be able to do what they want to do, but that's not the case because that is someone else's house. It's not your own house. So, so I don't think the problem in our dynamic stems from that. I mean, yeah, like I will be nice to have like companies spend the night because I'm paying rent here, but that's neither here or there. Yeah, no females spending the night here. But I don't think our... Our uh, our dynamic. I don't think our dynamic. I think our dynamic. Why we are the way we are goes further than that. I don't think it really has anything to do with me living in the house. I mean, yeah, you do get on my nerves. So I definitely do want my own space and I want to move out. And I'm sure I get on your nerves. You sure do. It's it's it's, it's mutual. Okay, it's 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 mutual. It's mutual. I have PTSD. Whenever you say my my full name, I'm automatically think I'm in trouble. Well, that's because, Tori, when you were growing up, you was a difficult child. I wasn't a difficult child. Yes. I, was, were, nah, I wouldn't call it a difficult child. I, I just had a problem. You was a difficult child. You had a problem with authority. That's your problem. You had a problem with authority. Yes. Correct. But uh, that don't make me a difficult child. Like, I wasn't out here, like, in jail or anything yeah. like that. But why doesn't it make you a difficult Child. I just had a little problem with authority too. I was in seventh grade. In eighth grade, I got my act together. Well, you know, you know that that takes effect on the parent because you having a problem with authority at school. Then what they doing? They calling the mother up, calling the mother up. You know, I, you know, I would like to see you get married and have children, and and the parents are always calling you. I already up. know, like when I have a kid, I'm giving my kid. A grace period of seventh grade. Cause that's, know, cause that's, that's how bad I was. You know, that's that's stressful. That's you know, that's a lot of stress. So, like I said, I don't think you're a bad parent. I think some of the decisions you've made in parenting has kind of made me not want to come to you because of how I seen you handle certain situations. Like what? The whole job situation. I that really that really upset me. I don't, I don't know what the Joshua situation was. When he had got that girl pregnant. 
Okay. The way you reacted to it, it was kind. It just it didn't sit well with me. It was just like so. That's what I mean. Like at this point, we're grown. We're going to make decisions. I know you would like for us to, you know, get married, have kids, but y'all done a great job raising us up to this point. So it was it's from from my viewpoint, it was like, yeah, like don't include me in the family group chat about this because I'm not. I don't want to see it. It was just, I, I looked at it as it was like, so he ended up having this kid. You're going to reject the, the grandkid because, because he had a baby outside of wedlock. You don't know what a person is going to do until they're in that situation. Would I have rejected a kid? Probably not more than likely, but you wasn't, in my opinion, you wasn't in, inviting. So therefore when no, I got, I wasn't invited. So when I got a chick pregnant, I didn't come to you about it. Cause that, that, that me, Josh is a nice person to me. Like I would, I, I wouldn't have forgave you for that. In my personal honest opinion, cause no. the baby ain't got nothing to do with what I did. Well, that's between you and the Lord and, um, you handle it however you feel. I feel like at times, like you, Like, because, like, we all grew up in a church, but you're strict to that mindset. So it's like, if it goes something against it, it's like you reject it. And it's like, people make mistakes, but also at the same time, it's like. That's true, too. But it doesn't mean either that when I find something out that I feel like shouldn't have happened, it doesn't mean that I am going to be sitting there with welcome arms. Um and so would things change later? More than likely, yes. But at that moment, no. Which is why, like, when I got a chick pregnant, I had no intention on telling you to after, like, the baby came, to be honest with you. So then that way you, like, it would be like, here, here goes your grandchild. Like, you don't, like, because I, 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 like, I, I, like, if I'm coming to you like, hey, I got a chick pregnant, and that was your reaction, I'm, I'm going to feel some type of way about it. The way they want to feel. Cause it's like ain't nobody perfect, but at the end of the day, it's like that's a new addition to the family. No, nobody's perfect. But I can have I can I have the right to respond however I want to respond at that moment. Would I be upset at that moment? Yes. Will I get over it? Yes. You was upset for a little minute. And it's like just I'm looking at it from my viewpoint, and me and Josh had previous conversations about it. It's like if she's not accepting of it now, like, if I can't talk to her about it now, when is it going to be okay to talk to her about it? And then, well, do I even want to talk to her about it in that, you know, in that when she does come around to it? I just feel like at times, sometimes you don't make yourself um, inviting to have certain conversations. Well, that's your opinion. Because... Your middle brother, he talks to me about everything. Yes, y'all. But see, y'all, y'all more alike. Y'all like two peas in a pod. Really? Yes. Yes. Y'all like exactly like, like, I get along with dad more. I get along with you. Manny gets along probably with you, even though it's almost A1, A, B, and then Josh is in the middle. That's how I look at it. So sometimes if, sometimes instead of looking at other people and say, oh, well, you don't do this, you don't do that. Sometimes you have to look at yourself and, you know, reevaluate yourself. And 
you know. I mean, even, be you. even when I came to you about the whole, like, uh, the TR and IRS and everything like that, I was just, like, I was just looking for you to be my mom, not looking for you to be my pastor at that particular point in time. It was like, you really ain't have nothing to say. And I was like, this is why I don't come to you. Because you don't ever got nothing to say. Like, right now, like, <laughs> like, you ain't got nothing to say. It was like, I just needed my mom in that moment. Like, I decided to come to you about something that I normally wouldn't have come to you about. And it was just like, silence. And I'm just like, why am I even telling you this? Like, I was expecting, like, a comfort, a hug, or something. Like, I'm bawling my eyes out. Maybe that's something I need to work on, Teroy Jackson. And I was just like, like, Manny and Josh get that. And I was like, the one time I come to you, you know, post Brit, because I felt like when Brit was in my life, our relationship started to get better. Um, you know, I came to you uh, about certain stuff about the relationship, um, asked you about, you know, the ring advice or anything like that. You actually liked her. Um, and then after we broke up, it just kind of went like, back down to the to the way it was. Would you agree with that? Would I agree with that? No, because I mean you wasn't coming to me about anything. When I was with, when I was with Brett, I came to you about like five. No, I'm talking about after the fact. Oh yeah, no, nah, after the fact, yeah. Um nah. Like she I guess she had pushed me more to like have more of a relationship with you. Um but after that after that, ended, it just kind of just went back. But then, I, I and then when I do give you advice, I don't think you really want to hear the advice that I'm giving you. Well, because, like I said, sometimes I like when you give me advice, it, it tends to be more pastory when I'm just looking for you to be my mom and just comfort me in that particular moment. So maybe I should preface saying, I just need you to be my mom in this moment and not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. Mm. <laughs> Mm, giving off some past revives. I just, I just need you to be my mom in this particular moment. I work on that, Troy Jackson. Um, I think one thing that has hindered our relationship was when you kicked me out when I was young. You never apologized. I felt you should have apologized because I was I was under the age eighteen. Okay, you was under the age of eighteen. You were very very disobedient. And I was just being in school. I wasn't just being y'all. I was still under eighteen. When that person called me, that was the last straw. That was at that the point. Last it was like straw. you didn't care whether I lived or died. So it was like, bro, like I can understand if I was eighteen. I was like twelve. Okay, that was the last straw. twelve. That was the twelve. Last straw. I could not take it mentally. I could not take it anymore. Twelve. I was twelve mentally. I could not take it any. Have you ever sat back and looked at it and was like, mm, maybe I could have handled that differently? To be honest with you, I have not. Because, like, I'm looking like, hey, yo, like, I'm 12. My mom kicked me out. Like, I've, I still haven't gotten over that. Well, you know what? That's the thing with you. You got to learn how to get past the past because the past is there for us not to live in, but it's there for us to learn. And to be able to move on with our lives. And the people that sit there and stay in the past all their life, they don't get nowhere in life. Because they always, and they don't have good relationships because they always focus on what happened to them in the past, okay? There is no 
book out there or anything that's going to be telling you how to parent and do this and I do agree. that and all of that. So as parents, we do the best that we can. I agree. And I felt the same way um, about different things about my mom. And and um, I remember Pastor Richardson preaching one Sunday on Mother's Day. And he said that. He said, you know, y'all get upset with your parents. You blame your parents for this and that. But, you know, your parents did the best that they could with what they knew. And I went back to apologize to my mom to say that I was sorry because <clears throat> because I had I had some, you know, issues with with her in the way that um, different things happened. But then I realized, and God just brought it to my attention, hey, she did the best that they Parents do the best that they can. I just said you didn't do the best you could. I just feel like the situation's going to be handled differently because I was so young. Like, I just I just felt like that was an extreme measure. Like, like what if I would have died? You wouldn't have died. You wouldn't have died. But what if I would? That's not the point, though. The, the point is, something could have happened to me, and you kicked me out. Like, you, how would that would have made you feel? Like, I'll be looking you at... You weren't out there that long. That's not the point. If something would have happened to you, would I have felt bad? Yes, I would have. And I probably would have never forgave myself. But at that time... That person called me on my job, that was the last straw. I could not take it again. So my thing was, okay, if you don't want to listen, you don't want to obey, you don't want to do what we tell you got to do, you got to go. <laughs> and that's how I saw it back then. That's how you still see it to this day, and huh? That's my answer. That's how you still, Steve Harvey, that's my answer. That's how you still see it to today, huh? Still see what to today. I felt like if we would have had a conversation about it then, I felt like our relationship would have been better. But it was a lot of like, it was a lot of, at that point, it was more so you're tolerating me because I'm your son more so than you love and care about me. Because I was like, you kicked me out when I was 12. There can't be that much care in the world. Because at that point, for however long I was out there, you ain't care about what happened to me. Nobody decided to care what happened to you. I just know you had to leave out my house. Well, you it could have been worse. I could have just called social service up and say, look, y'all need to take him. He can't stay here no more. He don't want to obey you. Y'all take him. I could have put you out in the system. I don't think that would have let that happen. I don't think that would have let that happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's why, like, that. Um, and I don't know. I just never really felt real comfortable coming to you about certain stuff because I feel like at times you can be a little judgmental. Like, <laughs> that's your opinion. I mean, what can I say? Like, if I was to come to you about like my girl problems or whatever, I just want you to be able to listen, have an open mind, and then if me and that person end up coming back together, like n- not holding it against them and giving them a a clean slate. Why would I hold that against? I don't know. Why I would just I not give them a clean slate. I don't know. I just felt like, um, like for example, um. It was one time Shauna had came over and she came in a dress and the dress wasn't necessarily short, but because she was curvy, it rolled up. And I was just trying to explain to you, like, it's not that she's like intentionally trying to like disrespect you coming in with a short dress. It's just, she's curvy. So that's how the dress is. The dress was. And he was like, why is she coming here in my house? And it's short behind dress and X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, Lord, you don't remember that? No, I really don't, but you should expect that from me. 
but I can like like if if the dress was like knee length, but because she's curvy, it comes up. Ain't nothing I can do about that. Ain't nothing she can do about that. How do we get our relationship to be better? You tell me. I don't know. You're the one that has the issue. I don't know. Like, I don't reach out to you. You don't never make the attempt to see what's going on. Um, what you mean I don't make the attempt to see what's going on? I mean, like, so, like, I don't think you really, like, you never sat there and be, you never sat there pulling me to the side and be like, what's going on with your life? Like, you'll know if I stop talking to a certain somebody because I just won't. You know, I like being on the phone with them, and then I won't talk to them. You'd be like, oh, you're not talking to such and such. And I'd be like, yeah, and that just be the end of that. Well, that's because with you, Teroy, you're so, you're so secretive about I'm not secretive. I don't want to say I'm secretive. I just don't come to you about certain stuff because I, I have a preconceived notion of how you're going to react. And, and sometimes I don't want to deal with it. And that's the problem. Preconceived notion. That's the problem. I can only go off of like what I've seen happen in the past. So I just like be I like, said, you can't live in the past. You got to move forward. All right. And I guess that's how the relationship can improve by you not living in the past. All right, that's fair. But if I come to you, I'm gonna need actual advice, not just silence. Because that's that be that be ir- that be irritating my nerves. Like I'm just wasting breath when I, I ain't have to tell I can you. Give you advice. I gave you advice when you when you was downstairs talking the other day. After like ten minutes, my I'm out here bowling my eyes out and it's just silence. And I'm like, I know she lying. I was like, I know. I like she don't like not a comfort, not a hug, not a nothing. Where's the motherly instincts, mom? Where is it? Not like that. I see my son crying. Maybe I should give him a hug. You just sat there and just let me let me drown like the Titanic. Like I was in the Titanic drowning. Like I'm like, bro, I'm drowning in my own tears here. And you came back to life, huh? Y'all, she thinks she 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 thinks she thinks she funny. She thinks she got jokes. She thinks she she, she thinks she Monique up in here. I'm glad you was able to have you was able to swim your way back up. I'm just like, dang, like that's that's your role. That's your role as a mom. I'm not expecting that from dad. Dad to be like, all right, what's what's going on? Tell me this is what I think you should do X Y and Z. But you just like let me sit there and and wallow in my pity, and I'm like, I was th- thinking I'm at least gonna get a hug. I gave you advice. I thought I was at least gonna get a hug, some type of comfort. Well, now first of all, you started off saying, right? I'm disappointed in you. What? Yeah, that's what you. That's how you started it off. Because we were talking about the whole. We sat. I sat down there. We were talking about the whole IRS thing. And you was like, you know, I'm disappointed in you. But you should be way farther in life. I don't remember saying that to her. I'm telling you, you said it. I don't remember saying that. And I was just like, Dag, like, I understand, like, you know, like them suspension stuff happens, but I'm still here trying. I ain't dead. I ain't, you know, resort to drugs and crack and mess and all of that. That's very true, Troy. And sometimes I feel like, I mean, I don't expect the credit for it, but sometimes it will be nice to be like, you know what? You ain't where you want to be, but at least, you know, see you trying out here. So I'm proud of you for trying because I could have been gave up. Very true. <laughs> but I don't get none of that. Sometimes I, sometimes I still feel like 
the academic suspension is held against me at some point. The like, what? The academic suspension, like what happened years ago at FAM, is, is held against me to certain aspects. No. Like, I feel like I had, so, I, sometimes I feel like ever since then I've had it harder than the other two. But why have you had it harder than the other two? I mean, I got an academic suspension, but that was years ago. That was almost 10 years ago at this point. It might have been two years ago, actually. It might have been two years by now. Yeah, but you say you feel like you've had it harder, but why do you feel like you've had it harder? Um, so, let's see, what was that? When did I move out? Three, four years ago, right? For that brief moment of time? That was longer than that. That was way before the pandemic. That's when Michael, whatever his name, I keep forgetting his name was here. Oh, we can walk. Walk. That's when. Yeah. He so was that was here. like what, like five years ago, six years ago. It's been a while. And I was just like, I remember you said you was like, yeah, uh, if you don't move out by X amount day, you gonna sleep in your car. But I had a plan so I could pay off my tag and everything. But you ain't believe me. And then two months later, I had to move back home anyway. I just felt like it was a waste of money. Wasn't a waste of money because at some point in time you will have to leave here because sometimes I even sometimes now and I I, I just pray about it because I'm just like Lord are you trying to do something in this life and are we preventing you from doing that by always being there to pull him out of whatever that is that he's in you know sometimes we can be a hindrance uh-huh. to you. And my goal is not to be a hindrance to you because my prayer has always been that God would allow me to live long enough to see you guys be out on your own and be able to take care of yourself. Uh-huh. If you want to have a family, have a family. If not, not. But just to know that if I leave this earth, y'all can take care of yourselves. I agree with that. That's been my prayer my whole life. Let me live long enough to see that they can take care of themselves. I will say that's one thing I would do. Like, if I'm in a jam, I could come to y'all. That's how I, I will give y'all that. I will definitely give y'all that. Um, I feel like I can take care of myself. I just feel like um, the situations I kind of put myself in, I'm almost digging myself out of. And the way the economy or the way the economy has gone to crap is it ain't the same no more like yeah but you don't make good decisions to Roy like what give me an example okay and then then, because okay I'm gonna go back to telling you you had to to be out that's because you've been here all that long time and during that period you should have been able to get yourself together financially See, so when y'all say that, right, I wasn't making no real money till about three years ago. I was only making twelve dollars an hour. But even in making twelve dollars an hour, you're not out there paying all that money for rent. So you should have been able to make up a plan, put all your bills down. This is what I'm going to work on. And even if you're just putting a little bit at a time on it, that's still going to help it to come down. Yeah, but instead, but, you was constantly making more bills. But I'm looking at it like, all right, I got to pay y'all rent. I'm only bringing home eight eighty every two weeks. So if I pay y'all rent, that's half my check right there. Then I still got my car payment, still got a credit card, 
Still back got, then, yeah. he wasn't even paying me rent. You didn't start paying me rent until you came back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, back then I wasn't, no, okay, back up until when I started, when I wasn't paying the rent, I wasn't really doing the best financially. I, I, I'll give you that. But when I started paying y'all rent, it was like I don't make enough money to pay y'all rent and pay the bills I got to pay. And then even when um, I was going to move to Syracuse, I was like, yo, it would be nice if I could just get a couple months where I ain't got to pay rent so I can actually stack some bread so I can hurry up and move out there. But then, you know, that whole situation, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't go as planned. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like I'm making I've made better financial decisions in the last few years. Like, I think here's where me and you differ. Like, I, I remember you had brought up, like, the whole U.S. said that I like to get stuff now instead of saving. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I look at it from a big picture. Like, like for example, when I got the car I got out there, you was against me getting it. But I wasn't – I made a decision where I wasn't going back to washing dishes. So, yeah, I could have probably got a better car if I would have just waited – a day or two, but I was in a jam and I wasn't trying to go back to washing dishes. I had just got promoted to overnight. So I felt like I had to do what I had to do. Cause y'all wasn't going to help me. So I had to do what I had to do. Cause I was not about to go back to washing dishes. Okay. A car is a little different. Um, but I'm talking about all this other stuff. You go out and buy stuff. Would you be buying? I don't know. Would you be buying all this stuff? I mean, for my business, I don't know if it'd be for your business or not. But in the, before your business, it wasn't for your business because you yeah. didn't have a business. Yeah. And it's like stuff that you want, you just go and get as opposed to saving. You know, when you look at me and you be like, wow, I can't believe you had that much money you put down on a car and you say you ain't got no money. But it's because I save for everything. So I got to go get my teeth fixed next week. I got the money. I save for everything. So the reason why I was shocked was because you said you ain't have, you was, you said you was broke. You ain't say that you was broke because you were saving. You said that you was broke. So when I see you pulled out five G's, I heard about it. I'm like, where'd she get this type of money from? Because she said she was broke. Because I saved. That money was being saved and put away for what it was that I wanted to have. Like, for example, I know probably for the end of this year, I'm going to have to get me a new whip. I know the car payment's going to be high, but in my opinion, I don't really got no other option because my jobs are way too far and I'm not. Public transportation from here to where I got to work, it's not happening for me. So if that means I got to get a $500 car payment, which is only $170 more than what I'm paying now, I'm willing to do it because I need a car in order to get around so I can make money. You're not going to let me drive your car around, are you? No. Okay, then. Exactly. Too many miles on my car. Exactly <laughs> my point. So, like, if something happens and I got to get a new whip, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, that's on you. Because I ain't, I'm not, uh, public trans, I'm not, there, there is no public transportation for me. That's something I'm not, I'm not doing. Maybe different if I was in a different city. But living where we live and how far it takes to get to Orlando with public transportation, nah, not happening. At all. Um. All right, let's wrap it up. If you if you had to improve on two areas, if you could go back, right? Yeah, if you could think and go back, what were two areas you would improve on it and and 
in your parenting ways or in your parenting journey? Well, I think one of the ways I would improve is when you guys got acted up and need discipline, instead of whipping your butt all the time, because I was thinking about this the other day, I would have instead made y'all sit down and watch TV, but it would be on finances. I would always make you sit down and watch TV on finances, how to invest, and stuff like that. That way, when you got older, you would know how to invest. You would know how to save your money. Although I did try to teach you how to save your money, but you just chose not to. That's smart. Okay. So that would definitely have been one of the ways. I guess the other one would probably just sit down, talk to y'all, have more conversations. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think that would have helped. I think, like, now that we're older, like, we're all just kind of like, um, like, stuck in our ways, I guess. Like, because I know Manny calls you, like, they call you, he call you, like, every Sunday. He doesn't call me every Sunday. He call he is, it seems like it's, like, every week. He calls about once a month. It seems like it's every week. He, y'all having a, 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 a three-way conference. No. He calls us about once a month. I think our, I think our relationship will get better when I don't got to see you every day. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, when I ain't got to see you every day, um, I think our relationship will get better. Um, with most grown children, that's more. With most grown children, that's that's what happens when they're not in their parents' house. When they're not there with them every day, the relationship does seem to get better. Yeah, like me not seeing you every day, I think that'll help. Um, but yeah, I needed this. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime I can be of assistance. You said one thing, and we'll, um, we'll leave on this. Um, it was probably my first or second year of podcast, and you listened to something to an episode, and you came in my room and asked, why do I hate you? Like, I don't hate you. Never hated you. I love you. I just feel like we butt heads a lot, and decisions on both our parts sometimes aren't the best, but I don't I want you to know, like, I don't hate you. Like, I've never hated you. You may irk my nerves a lot, extremely a lot, like a lot, a lot, like a whole lot, but I don't hate you. I don't know why I irk your nerves a lot, because in reality, I really don't say a lot to you anymore. I don't, at one time I used to get all up in your, I was getting all up in your business, and if you notice, I don't do that because I had just I had to get to the point where I had to just say, you know what, I just need to turn this, turn him over to the Lord, allow the Lord to handle him, and you know, if you come to me for advice or whatever, I'll mm-hmm. give it to you. If you don't, I'll keep my advice to myself. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you ain't been working my nerves that's so late, but I think. Um, like, I'm starting to realize that we all kind of need space from each other. So I'll make sure, like, I'm not home for a couple of days at a time. So we can all kind of have that that space, if that makes Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, 
I remember when we was going acting in suspension, like me and you were not getting along. And then I went on a cruise ship for those three months. That helped. I feel like that helped a lot because we didn't have to see each other. The tension could kind of die down a little bit. And then um, same thing with me, you know, going on the contracts. It was like, okay, I'm gone for a week or two or a month or whatever the case is to where it just kind of gets everybody like, you know, uh, a breath of fresh air. Like y'all get to just be an emptiness. I get to just do what I'm doing. And, you know, it's not like, oh, do this, do that, or X, Y, and Z, if that makes sense. Very true. So, yeah. That's what it's like when um, you're grown and living in your parents' house. Don't worry. You ever tend to see the bunch of, I mean, I, I stayed home till I got married, and me and my mom had some issues there. So Soon it's rough come. being grown staying at home. Soon come. I'll be out. Don't worry about it. Soon come. Um, but all right. Um, follow the podcast, uh, Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, Baby Daddy Cron. Um, if you want to start a podcast, www.theaverageshowmedia.com, as you already know. This is an Average Joe Media production. Thank you for having this conversation with me, Mom. Um, sure, anytime. Love you. Jackson. Appreciate you. Love you, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to see you all next week, man. It's your future favorite baby daddy signing off. Peace. If you enjoy what you heard from Baby Daddy Chronicles Podcast, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod and on Twitter at Baby Daddy Cron. If you want to watch the videos, subscribe to our YouTube at Average Show Media LLC, which is also in the bio. And then you'll go to Baby Daddy Chronicles and you'll see all the videos for that. If you want to join the community, go on Facebook to Baby Daddy Chronicles. It's a group and you'll see there. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, follow the group and stay up to date with the podcast and also be a safe space for fathers and parents as well. Don't forget to leave us a subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and leave us a review as well. Thank you for listening. Thank you for laughing. And I hope you continue to enjoy the content. As a father, guess I feel like I'm somebody My life is my kid, so I tell about it And I swear it's all about that Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy Baby daddy, I ain't a baby daddy Baby daddy, crazy daddy.